All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation below by commenting and upvoting the video if you would. I'm here with Kara McCutcheon, her weekly spot on Ole Miss Sports. How you doing, Kara? Doing good. Happy to be back this week. Yeah, seriously. It wasn't exactly a fun week. It was just, you know, it was kind of a football game. I told people before the season started, it's like this, even though these are talented players, you're going to have to ride the roller coaster a little bit. There's going to be games that slip away. There's going to be ups and downs and ebbs and flows that happens, and you have to be prepared for that. And I am wondering if some of the fan base was prepared for that. You know, I think we have some fans um, that almost cheer for us to lose so they can feel right more than they care about what's actually happening on the field. Like Mm -hmm. there are a group of them that I think truly want us to lose just so they feel right about the program and not so much that they're really interested in what's happening in the program. The Randy Quades is what I like to call them. Yeah. You got to, you have a situation. The team's seven and one, like the up and down is going to happen. They just lost a football game at Tiger stadium. It was the first road game for, real road game for many of these players and you bounce off of that and all of a sudden you turn it on Monday and people are talking about the game and the team like this is a three and five team with nothing to play for and everything's going to go wrong and it was like I think you're absolutely right I think I think people want to go negative when it goes to sports because eventually they will be right because in sports you're going to have a bad team you're going to lose you get to be right that is a guarantee. But if you go the other way and you do the win thing and you're ready, you know, you have confidence about what's going on, they have trouble, I guess, dealing with it. Maybe it was manning, managing expectations. I'm a little bit of a different fan when it comes to um, Ole Miss football and football in general. I'm, I'm so quick to move on. Even if Ole Miss would have beaten LSU by Monday, I would have been upset that I had to do the three takeaway show because I wanted to move on to A&M. And the same thing happens after a loss. I don't dwell. Um, some people, I think, lets it dwell, and they just think back of what could have been. And yeah. well, I, this, I have very, I very little patience for that. Well, I saw this thing on Twitter of somebody. It was an old Miss account. Um, I don't – I'm not – not saying who it is because of anything. I really don't remember who it was, hmm. but the post in itself said something along the lines of don't quit on this team. Don't quit on these guys, you know, show up, watch like where. And I thought, who is giving up after one yeah. loss? Like maybe like, if you are that person, like, please do leave. Like, we don't need you. We'll be fine. <laughs> like, like if you, if you, and I love that we are old missers, but I grew up also, I've been 36 years, like hmm. with old miss. Okay, like if you're not looking at bigger picture of where this program is, like that's just like you're just wanting that. You want you don't want to release the we are old miss feeling. You want that to happen. Like you don't want to get excited about where things are. There were so many people coming into this season that told me Jackson Dart wasn't that great because of the spring game, that um we lost our uh coordinators, we weren't gonna be good. Um what else did I get old? Uh, oh, just everything. Um, it's hard to have a transfer portal team because they're not going to play together. There's locker room problems. Um, Lane's going to leave. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, all the stuff that's out there and nobody, I don't care if anyone wants to talk about our schedule or not. Not one person said, even with our schedule, we'd be seven and one. 
They all told me we were going to lose to Kentucky. They all told me we were going to possibly lose to Bandy. Oh, we were never going to make it past, like, even the first four games. Tulsa. I was told we were going to lose to Tulsa. Like, we have gone so far through that. Like, you know, so, like, there's so much happening. There's so much going on. Like, this team is special. We had one bad game. That's okay. You know, brush it off. It happens. It's football. Yeah, I think some of the good things about that was I love that we were in Baton Rouge for the fact that A&M now, they've done it. So going into A&M is going to be really nothing for them because they experienced that hostile environment. They've played in it. That's done. So they they now have this week to prepare and say, okay, we didn't actually do too bad in a sense of like false starts or things we couldn't get going because, you know, we were it was so loud and we couldn't get plays in. Like they kind of experienced that. So um you know, I think as far as where this team is heading and where we're going, um, you know, I'm ecstatic. I'm excited for the program. Um, and I'm really excited for this game against A&M. Yeah. And we'll talk about this A&M game because if Ole Miss can get past this A&M, get a W, it doesn't matter if it's about one point or 40 point. If they can get past this game, that sets up the biggest game to be played in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium since 2003. And you got two weeks to get ready for it. that. That is on the table, and I don't think people are realizing that that's even a possibility. That that can happen, but first you have to take care of business in College Station. If Ole Miss would have beaten LSU on Saturday, this would have been the mother of all trap games. Now, as it is, it's kind of a get right game. And uh, I saw you posting on Twitter and in our spaces talking about Texas A&M and their run defense deficiencies. I started posting a little bit about that today. If you could talk about that for a bit. So if you actually look at our day, everyone loves to talk about the defense at Texas A&M and how great they are. Well, yeah, because what else is good right now at Texas A&M? So, of course, they're going to talk about the only thing that's decent. But if you look at them and you really explore the numbers and you really, like, get and dig deep, they are amazing against the pass. They are a great red zone defense. They are not good at the rush. They are 102nd ranked in as a rush defense like um the thing is and i know people you could say oh well if they get who's on if we have evans we have that we don't have just one really great you know running back and one decent one we have two really great running backs we have a quarterback that's really good on the ground we have we have such a ground attack and yes you'll have to go to the air yes we'll have to do some of that but i like it won't be every drive that we're just running over them for all my people are like freaking out because i sound like a homer like but we have so much more advantage on the ground in our offense than what this defense has shown if you look at them against alabama you look at them against all these other they have given up i think on the ground about 180 yards a game um our guys are averaging together between the two of them about a combined 190. Uh, we got 19 touchdowns between uh Quijan and zach throughout the year on the ground that's just on the ground so um our ground game could really help us get out in the open or what lane will do is kind of what he did against uh lsu he's gonna come out um with dart throwing to kind of open up for the run um and get him off base because they're going to definitely be preparing for that they're going to be preparing for the ground game so um i'm interested to see what's going to shake out here but i think we're pretty we have a pretty good talent wise there against what their their weakness is yeah and um they've played arkansas who's second in the sec in the run arkansas exceeded their season average in that game alabama who is fourth fourth in the run 
They exceeded their season average in that game as well. They ran for like 286 yards. Now, if Ole Miss has a game like that where they run for close to 300 yards, this game is over. It, it, it's it's not even there. It was over against Alabama. The only reason A&M was in it is because Jalen Milrow kept dropping the ball on the ground. Uh, but this is an A&M team that has some problems. They, I put some stats out today. Like They have trouble pass blocking. The quarterback is under pressure like the most time, percentage of times in drop back situations compared to the rest of the conference. Um, the yards um after contact, Devin A. Chain, for whatever reason, he goes down fairly easily. He's pretty good. But when you look at this game, in this, in this video today, I did a thing where it's like, hey, this game is going to be about 65 to 75 plays. Each team's going to have about 65 to 75 plays. Devin A. Chain, the most he can get is 25. If you contain those 25, the, fit, the next 50 is what the Ole Miss defense is up against. They're not up against David Ochain. They're up against the rest of them. If you look at the other side of the ball, Ole Miss can, Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans, that's 50 plays of running the ball, of giving the ball to their best players. And I think that that can just overwhelm a team from time to time. And I think that there's a chance, there's a greater chance that Ole Miss blows this game out then Texas A&M comfortably wins this game, I think, if you just look at the analytics of it all. Right. So I think all the late, you know, I know a lot of people are going to focus in on all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And to me personally, that is great to troll people on Twitter with. It does not matter to this game. And I, I really think people need to understand that. When people say, oh, the locker room problems are going to – they're just quitting. That Athletes, I'm sorry, they don't really, as a collective, think that way. Um, that's not going to be a case in most like, – in most of the time they're not gonna drop this game to get jimbo out of there um the locker room stuff is so much fun just to like poke at you know and, and upset aggie fans but so i think i don't really look at that when i'm thinking about the team and where they are um i'm sure durkin is going to be prepared um if you remember last year they had a heavy run with spiller and ha and you know durkin you know came at the spiller and basically shut him down so i i, I am well like no, that Durkin's going to be prepared for us. I just think if you look at the full game and you look at how long, I don't think they'll be able to stand up with it. And once, if we can please make adjustments this week um, and get those in going, we're, I, I still see us winning this game, whether it's by two, one, whatever. Um, I, I just see us winning this game. I, I think we are going to come out with the number eight. Yeah. If people are looking for keys in this game, if, a&M starts having three and outs, that's one thing. But if they start stringing together first downs, now they're going to get some. That that happens all the time. But if they can do a slow, methodical drive, real similar to what Vandy did, that's probably the A&M path moving forward in this game is to have a drive like that. Don't you think, Kara? Yeah, and I think also, too, if you think mindset um... – you know, we're bowl eligible. That should not be the reason to not win games, but these guys are still fighting for a season, right? Like they're still fighting for a postseason. Oh, they're they're not close to get they you know, if they want a bowl or they want to win at least six games, like they're behind there right now. So um they're gonna come at us. It's also at home. I think this is actually their first conference game at home this season. Yeah. Because so the Arkansas game was in Dallas. Game, and so they're they're gonna wanna they're gonna have some good plays. You know, Haynes, uh, he stepped up and he played well against Alabama. He stepped up and he played well even last week. Gosh, they had like a 
498 yards total last week. It still lost that game. I'm sorry, 398 yards total last week. It still lost that game to South Carolina. So they're going to have plays. They're they're going to get stuff in. They're going to score. We just have to be able to maintain what we're doing. We have to maintain um, defense. Um, I hope we if we are in zone, the zone doesn't have to be so wide. Um, you know, so. Um, I think they need to know. populate the box in this game. Yeah. This is this is not a game for a light box. It, go up and challenge them. Um, make them have to beat you. Anyway, in this game, what is your score prediction? Uh, so I've gone back and forth. Um, so I think I went a little low, obviously, last week. But I think I'm going to stay there. I'm going to give A&M some credit. I'm going to go about 28-24. 28-24. I'm going with 34-27, which would be high okay. for an A&M offensive output. But I just think this game is going to look more like Auburn than like Kentucky, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Ole Miss is going to win the game. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter to the most big to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, today available on the App Store, um, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Kara, thank you very much for coming on today. Um, get ready. I guess, are you going to the game Saturday real quick? No, I actually have to be out of town, so I'm, I'm going to miss this one. Okay. Well, um, I think the get-in price was 2 bucks. Something like that was going around online. It was $2 to get in, so... They're not they're not handling things very well in Aggie Land. At the I think moment. somebody actually trolled that. I think it's like they forgot a zero or something. Like I think that turned out to be a joke, but it's still funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we will um, see you next week, or um, and you have a good one, man. Okay. You too. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.